Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Delta power and the pinnacle changes in the TWAB from Bungie. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll take you right to my Twitch channel. It forwards there. We don't put the information in the uh, descriptions anymore because they don't like hyperlinks on YouTube. So if you're listening or watching in other locations, it's really easy to come watch live. Saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now. I'm usually live when these hit the feed. So, Delta Power and Pinnacles. There was a lot of information in this TWAB, and I want to walk through the the things that I felt like were the most standout and the most important. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably going to give me grief about some of this stuff because I called for some of it. I called for things to be changed. People are getting upset about nerfs and things like that. You can give me hate in the comments all you want. I think this is a good springboard for the game to really evolve and get better than a swinging pendulum of power and instead be more about building and loadouts and, and unique challenges and feeling like we're in control of how strong we are instead of everybody running the same thing. So the first thing we're going to do is talk about difficulty, okay? difficulty. Then we're going to talk about power leveling and lastly, pinnacles. I'm going to walk through all these because I think there's really, really good things here and I got the date right there. We're going to start putting the date at the top so people know when these were recorded because sometimes people go and they try to correct me and it's like, yeah, well, this was recorded days ago. Okay, so difficulty. The most standout thing to me that got me really, really excited was enemies that are 10 to 40 levels higher than you will take less time to kill and deal less damage. So they're toning down how how that delta difference is felt when those enemies are 10 levels to 40 levels above you. I believe this is going to make the contest modifier feel a whole lot better on day one raid race because that's going to be where that falls. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. It basically treats you as you're like 10 below. Uh, and it's not going to feel as painful. That's a really, really good change. That's going to probably make it more welcoming and more exciting to go into content that's challenging and dealt it above you because then you're going to not feel like you're absolutely getting shredded and ripped to bits and have to hide. That's been something I have been harping on for a while. I love seeing things that I was focused on and like putting my finger on as a problem, like Delta's boring. I love seeing that address, and I feel like this is a way to address that. Now, when enemies are 50 to 100 levels higher than you, it's going to continue to scale up in difficulty, which makes sense. If you're going into content you're 90 levels below, it's going to scale and feel pretty painful. It's going to seem more reasonable, from what I, from the way I read this, it's going to seem more reasonable to go into content that's 10 to 40 levels above you. It won't be as painful. That's my hope. Delta's not going to be as extreme. This should also make harder difficulty content a, a sensible means for leveling. If you read through the next section about leveling, I'm going to kind of walk through some of the things that they're changing. It's going to feel really, really nice, I think, to feel like, oh my gosh, I can actually go into content that's higher level than me and not just sit and like hide behind a box uh, and, and, and not be able to do it. And it's going to be a means for you to level up because you're going to hit that soft cap and you're really going to want those harder level difficulties. So let's talk about that next. So overall, difficulty in Delta seems to be going on a much better scale instead of being the way I described it this morning is we go into content and it's really, really easy, right? And it's like a metronome. It's like super, super easy or boom, heroic menagerie or, you know, reckoning when it was so unfortunate with, you know, modifiers and stuff. They're removing that swing of like, everything's a joke. Man, this is so hard. It's not even fun. If I can't melt a boss, it's boring. This boss is ridiculous. Like heroic menagerie compared to like non-heroic or something like that would be a good like pendulum swing. One feels really, really easy. The other is really, really difficult. This feels like it's going to be more of a spectrum of difficulty. If you really like getting your teeth punched, you can go in under leveled. If you don't like that, you can get closer to the level and have a less challenging environment, but it'll still feel appropriate. Power leveling. 
This is where things really start to get promising and really get exciting because we've been talking about this a lot. If you go back to my videos about leveling as a problem, I and you know I env- I envisioned it being frustrating for newcomers and new players to feel like, my gosh, I just can't level up. It was a consistent complaint every season after Forsaken that leveling was non-linear. It was dumb, you know, powers and blah, blah, blah. Lack of this, lack of that. People really didn't like it. Power leveling is going to get significantly better. Non-powerful rewards are going to drop within three to zero points below your highest equipable power. So if you can hit 800 with all your highest gear, anything that drops as a non-powerful is going to either be right at your level or three below. That's fantastic. That means you can just play and do whatever the frick you want. If you like running strikes, public events, crucible, whatever you're doing, as those things are dropping, you are just going to feel like your time is well spent and you're leveling up. You're not going to feel pigeonholed and feel like you have to go do milestones like we did in the past. The soft cap is 900 and all drops will be upgrades is what they said all drops up to 900 are going to be upgrades and going to help you level this is exactly what we asked for in previous videos I read this twab and it felt like I was reading the, 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 the outlines from my videos for the last six months thrilled to see them answer the call of the frustration of the community but they're not making it too easy they're not toning everything down once you hit 900 you're going to have to run pinnacles you're going to have to go into difficult content and powerfuls are going to get you to 950. Only way to get to 960 is only with pinnacles. So they're still giving that hardcore grind for the hardcore players. That's still going to be there. It's not going to be something you're going to do overnight. The grind to 900 is going to be fairly easy and straightforward, and that's good for the lion's share of the community. That's good for the lion's share of the content. A lot of the content is going to be doable by people that get into the low 900s. They're going to feel they're going to really really feel empowered to jump into that content it's not going to be it's not going to be difficult to get to 900 i don't think bungie cares how you get there well aren't we just going to be able to token spam aren't we going to be able to just do this i don't think they care that's not an issue i think they're really really giving us that linear progression sense for the lion's share of the community and that is so important for new players to feel that sense of progression like I'm so glad to see they made these changes. This is going to be a significantly better leveling and allow you to just play. Imagine a new player coming in with new light and they just decide that they think strikes are awesome or public event grinding is awesome. Exploring the planets is fun. Grinding crucible. They're going to feel a sense of progression and like their time is being respected and that is a huge, huge win for new players as well as returning players alike. You will feel like your time is being honored and respected. Okay? We don't quite know what currency feed is going to be like for infusion, but we know that my other video about reloadable or repeatable bounties, we know, we know that those are coming to the game, but we don't know exactly what they're going to get. We just saw Bright Dust. Maybe those repeatable bounties are going to be a great source for infusion materials, infusion currency. They're also feeding you infusion currency in the season pass. So it seems like they're also trying to meet the infusion pain point to run in tandem with the more streamlined leveling. Lastly, let's talk about Pinnacles. This is where people are going to get pretty ticked off. I People are probably going to come after me and say it's my fault. Whenever I brought it up on the Rageous Roundtable, Paul Tassie thought I was crazy. I said pinnacle weapons need to go away I said they're going to run out of road they're running out of room these are problematic they completely invalidate other loot pursuits some of the exact phrasing that I used was in this TWAB about legendaries being stronger pinnacles being stronger than exotics I mean it was it's right out it's right on my video so if you want to blame me blame me but I think this is a good change I think it's it's cause for celebration 
you still have a reason to grind Crucible. You still have a reason to grind Vanguard and Gambit. They're going to be curated roles. They're not going to hand you a junk curated role. Now, they might. I know people are worried. Some of their curated roles don't make a whole lot of sense. But I do think that this is a good change. It's going to give them a lot more pivots within the leveling and the the weapon system. Because imagine they're trying to introduce new perks that are in the Nightmare Hunts, the Raids, the, the Vex Offensive, and all those new perks pale in comparison to pinnacles you invalidate all the content with one weapon and you can't do that I, I really don't think these could these could be maintained and so they basically said everything for my pinnacle weapon video I have a pinnacle weapon problem video and it was good to see that in here I'm not trying to toot my own horn okay listen to me on this okay when I say look I talked about this before I want people to understand I am not trying to toot my own horn. When I make these videos and people say that I'm a nerf king and I want to take away power and I want to take away fun, my intention is for the game to be bettered, for more diversity, and for you to have a better time. And when it's confirmed by Bungie, it feels good that they're in line with what I'm saying. And I wasn't the only one that was pinpointing different perks and pinnacle weapons as a problem with loot diversity and perk power. I was not the only one saying it, okay? So, if I'm tooting my own horn, Whatever. I'm highlighting the fact that Bungie seems to be consistently aligning everything in his TWAB with stuff that we've been talking about in this community for over a year, and that's a sign of health, and that's a sign of symbiosis between us, or symbiosis, between us and Bungie, and they're going to be bringing things more in line so you can feel more customization over your build. Not only, not only are they messing with pinnacles, okay, they're also messing with perks. Rampage, uh, the the perk uh, call to arms or whatever it's called on the uh, on the recluse these are all being lowered in their efficaciousness and the reason they're doing that is because as they say in this twab most legendaries are stronger than exotic primaries I talk about that all the time there's no reason to run an exotic primary legendaries do the job better often a lot of the times and they're gonna make it to where you might want to run oh, an exotic over another you might not want to run the breakneck you might want to put on the the exotic that allows you to do that consistent damage output on uh, on a primary. They're, they're, they're giving you that sense of difference between a legendary and exotic by doing this. Everybody's going to say, you're nerfing us, you're taking us back to year one, this is dumb, this is terrible, and I say, I'm sick of everybody running the exact same loadout, that's not power. That is not power. Power was when we went into Wrath of the Machine, and somebody ran Dark Drinker, and somebody ran the Dead Orbit Cluster Bomb Rocket, and I ran Starfire Protocol with a tier 12 build. That was power and diversity. That was strength. We output a ton of damage, and it felt awesome. Right now, everybody's running the same dadgum perks and the same loadouts because everything became one-dimensional. They're trying to give more diversity, more dynamics, and more nuances. So if you're going to look at these as nerfs as a negative, I say give it time. Give it time to where you're going to have a crafted build to where you're doing something different than me, but we still feel strong because we're not all running the exact same thing. As always, we're going to go to Q&A next. If you want to watch me live, say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Delta Power and Pinnacle changes coming to Destiny that were outlined in the TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Saynotorage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. It'll direct you here. We don't put hyperlinks in descriptions anymore. So we're going to jump right into the questions. This is going to be a bit of a long one, and eventually I'm going to take Zur down and bring back up the TWAB so we can scroll through it and look at it if we need to. But right now when I'm recording this, it's Friday at 1 o'clock, so people are kind of wanting to come in and see Zur. He's on I.O., 
here's his stuff both the Helm of Sane and Nezarex I think are worth buying this week because initially when you're trying to run raids and stuff in D2 Shadowkeep you're not going to have all the mods unlocked so the rolls on those are really really good especially Nezarex because it's got SMG accuracy for Recluse Sunfire with the first question there's a lot of questions in this session so I'm going to go fast I am going to gloss over questions very quickly if I feel like they're a repeat or not a good question it's not a means of insulting you it's just a means of efficiency for answering questions Sunfire says, with them replacing pinnacles with ritual weapons, do you see them rewarding random roll versions of the guns as you grind for the curated roll? I don't actually know. And I'm trying to think on my feet here to see whether or not that would be good or bad. I would be okay with either, to be honest. I would be okay with them sort of maintaining the spirit of the pinnacle weapons by having it just be the curated and that's, and then they, then they put it in your hands. I would also be okay with them saying that we consider that the best role, but if you get your hands on it and you really like it, there's other roles you can get too. Um, that might make people feel a little bit more excitement about them, but that also might be cause for criticism if somebody could say, well, the curated role is not as good as this role, so the curated role is stupid. You guys got rid of pinnacles, blah, blah, blah. So I'd be happy either way because they did this with the bygones, but the bygones role, I think, rotated at Drifter initially. You got to like a certain level and you could get a good roll on the bygones. They did a similar thing with the toil and trouble at, at Zavala. But I don't know if they would want to do it again. Since this is supplanting pinnacles, I think it's just going to be a locked roll. That th- The difference now is it's not going to have a unique perk. That seems to be where they're drawing the distinction. No longer having a unique perk, it'll now be a curated role. I don't think that then therefore means you'll be getting random rolls of the gun. Con John Silver, have you seen the new Nightfall artifact and mod gameplay? If so, what do you think? Nope, I don't watch that stuff. I want to wait and experience it fresh with the community on stream. Sajet, once you get over 900 power and we need to fill power gaps in our gear, will we be able to use Menagerie for that or will it not drop over 900? And what would be a good use of the time compared to other avenues? This is where I need to pull up the TWAB, but I kind of don't want to. I want to leave Zur up for maybe another 10 minutes. 10 or 20 minutes and then we can pull the TWAB up there was a line and I'm going to try and pull the TWAB up on my phone very quickly while I front load here with a bunch of vamp filler talk (laughs) there was a line about the way this was going to work with respect to year I think it was like year two powerful weapons here it is year two powerful reward sources have changed to legendary rewards these sources no longer have a chance to drop a random exotic so year two powerful reward that is Menagerie. Menagerie is in year two, and it's a powerful reward, meaning it'll just be a legendary. Now keep in mind, right before it says this, it says that non-powerful rewards now drop three to zero points below your highest equipable power level. So you can still use Menagerie to gap fill. If anything, your question really is a good one because we can really intentionally gap fill. It'll be a legendary reward, which means if my boots are way behind, I run Menagerie, give me a pair of boots, and it's going to match my power level or be three below it. That's a huge, huge win for intentionality of grind, and I bet you Menagerie and Ada's bounties play a pretty nice role for people, Ada's frames, for people targeting something that manages to fall behind, as opposed to rolling the dice on a pub event, a strike or something, where you're getting drops that may drop uh, at your level or three levels below. So I see the Menagerie playing a significant role in what we call 
gap filling. And when we say gap filling, a lot of times, let's say you're 810. You're 810 and your kinetic weapon's 815. It's carrying you higher and then your boots are kind of pulling you down. They're like an 800. So you're 810 and your boots are 800. Well, if you go run Menagerie and you get boots to drop, they're going to drop at 810 or 807. There's a spectrum there of 3 to 0. If you're 810, they can drop at or 3 below your power level. So those boots in Menagerie would give you a nice big jump. If you jump from 800 on the boots to 808, that's enough for one whole level. Now all of a sudden you're 811, right? I I think people are probably going to spend a significant time gap filling in Menagerie as opposed to what many people are thinking about doing, which is token slamming, just slamming tokens at an NPC. You're probably going to want to save those tokens for when you're at 900 because, well, either way, I think Menagerie is going to be the best for gap filling. Even when you're 900, you can still get non-powerfuls to drop close to your power level. So if you're at 925, you can still use Menagerie to gap fill. Menagerie is going to be... I would save all your runes right now. Oh, Bungie is so sneaky, aren't they? They raise the Menagerie drop rate to bleed you of your runes right before Shadowkeep. And I didn't fall for it. Ah... They're so sneaky. So they know that this is going to be a really, really good way to gap fill for leveling, and they tried to bleed us of our runes. Only the powerful drops. After three, you are done. No, no. According to the notes, all non-powerful rewards can drop within zero to three. So non-powerful rewards. Menagerie is giving you non-powerful rewards that are within three to zero of your power level. You are going to be able to run Menagerie and Gap Fill with perfect intentionality. That's the first bullet point of reward power and progression. Because you're, you're always able to get something close to your level, so anything that lags behind can be brought back up very, very well with Menagerie. And the real, real trick here, the real trick is that when you hit 811, then you can target your next lowest, and then your next lowest, and Menagerie lets you do that with perfect precision you go right to the item that you need and menagerie's fast menagerie will be great though when you're getting only a single drop even though it's targeted when you can run strikes which has multiple drops that's a good point eugene but i do think the fact that you can target a specific item will probably lead to more efficiency over time rng will have potentially diminishing returns because eventually you're going to be getting stuff you don't need especially like let's say your second character okay when you boot up your second character and you hand them all three guns you're going to beeline to menagerie and do five runs armor piece armor piece armor piece armor piece and they're going to they're going to jump you way way up right you're not going to get five drops off of one chalice anymore that's getting that's getting that that's going away on tuesday I'm telling you, that's why they increased the drop rate in Menagerie. I think they were really, really hoping people would go in there and drain their runes, and thankfully a lot of us haven't done that. So maybe a good use of Glimmer right now when you're at Glimmer Cap is to go to the barge and open all the chests to, to get a couple, to get, you know, fill your coffers with runes, and then do activities that give you runes. That's what I would be doing over the weekend if I were you. I think Menagerie is going to be the ticket. I really do. Because you can run Menagerie so fast with the team. Holy frick. We were running Menagerie sometimes in 10 minutes. 
That's a perfectly targeted leveled item every 10 minutes. That's very, very fast. And tokens? Problem with tokens is it's RNG. Again, keep in mind, when you're done with your first character, and let's say you get to like 800, and all your weapons are 800, you're going to hand those 800 weapons to your 750 character, and he can go into Menagerie and get five pieces of armor in a row that are all right around 800. That's a huge jump right away from five activities, and then that's it, and you're done. So, if you only slot one rune, you get it back. So don't waste. So you won't waste runes. Oh, that's right, because you don't have to go for specific for specific armor pieces. You can just go for an armor piece, a helmet, a pair of gauntlets. That's another good word. Right, right. I don't know. Menagerie will be nice for targeted gap filling after 900. Yeah, that's what I mean. Menagerie is going to be good from the beginning to the end. All the way to 950, it's going to be helpful for gap filling. Man, SI Jet with the, with, the, with the 100 IQ, 200 IQ plays here. Is 200 IQ the phrase? It's 200 IQ. 2,000, whatever. You're saying 800, not 900? I'm just throwing out a random number as an example. Just run one character to 900, then do that with your alts? Yeah. Yeah. Big plays. Big brain plays here, man. Menagerie's gonna be, cl- gonna be clutch. Nathan Jar. You didn't ever get your Lunas or you're not forgotten. Why was that again? I asked last time I was in the stream, but I missed your answer. I don't like playing PvP. Evil the Waffler. Personally, I'm worried for casuals. I have friends who I shared the TWAB to, and they said Bungie is taking the fun out of the game. I, why are, I don't know why casuals are saying that. I understand and agree the nerfs. Do you think casuals will be like my friends and be unhappy with the game come Shadowkeep? I don't... How are your friends casuals that care about the changes to Pinnacle's and god roll weapons do you see what i'm saying like are they i don't know i that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to match up with me in my brain the people that are most frustrated are the hardcore players that have the pinnacles that have the god rolls that have the really really strong builds most casuals don't have those things um in any case everything we've been talking about with respect to leveling and delta scaling is way better for casuals right way better for casuals leveling is a freaking dream for casuals it is so much better so much better so i if they're upset about rampage and pinnacles then i i mean i could see a casual saying i don't like that they're getting rid of pinnacles because it was something i could set my sights on every season instead of going and running a uh instead of going and running a raid I got good news for you. A really good roll ritual weapon is going to be even easier to get than pinnacles. The nerfs will make it harder for them to feel that they won't get to play all the content due to their skill level. I don't understand the logic connection there, dude. That that That's escaping me. They think that because there's nerfs, they won't get to play all the content due to their skill level. I think they're looking at this completely backwards. You're going to have an easier time as a casual going into content that is either 10 to 40 levels higher than you that is in the TWAB if something is 10 to 40 levels higher than you it will die faster and do less damage than it presently does it won't be as difficult because they're creating a spectrum of difficulty instead of just swinging it and being like oh you're deltaed and extinguishes on oh and the modifiers suck right they're not doing that so I don't think 
Blueberry's figuring out barrier enemies being immune is going to be fun. I don't think that's that difficult. They use symbols and stuff. I, I like casual doesn't mean stupid. Casual just means you play less. Like a casual person is not an idiot. They just don't play as often. You don't think they're going to be able to figure out that on their artifact there's barrier mods and it's a little symbol and the symbol matches the symbol on the modifiers and the symbol matches the symbol on the champion itself. I don't know. I don't I don't agree. Um I think the lion's share of the player base is going to celebrate the leveling, okay? Celebrate the Delta challenge changes, and with enough time, I think people will see why they had to do certain things with certain perks and do certain things with mods so we could have loadouts and power over our, our, our strength. So, Nighthawks. Who do you think, or who would you like to see be the new raid boss? I feel like they could do Crota as a first encounter, then Savathun next, and Orcs as a final boss. I mean, I we went on a big tangent about this this morning. I think the raid boss, or the actual villain, is somebody we are familiar with, and that's why they're not showing them to us. I think they want us to have an oh crap moment. That's why they're not showing us the t-shirt. Because we're going to be like, oh, that is fill in the blank. If it's just some big monster that has a name, why not show it? They're not showing us who the true antagonist is. All of a sudden, I forgot game sound was on. (laughs) All of a sudden, we're hearing the NPC from IO, Asher, talking to us. So, I, I don't think they're scared to show us this Vex boss. Now the raid's different than the. Now hang on a minute. Now the raid is different than the nightmare hunts. So there could be a surprise in the moon, but there could also be a surprise in the raid itself. You know, I don't think the two are tied together. I don't think the nightmares and Garden of Salvation are tied together, but they could be. So, yeah, we need to go back and re-record the entire Q and A because of that Asher breaking. Lucky J. Since there isn't going to be pinnacle weapons, do you think it's possible for old pinnacles to get the Redrix treatment and become attainable in regular Crucible playlists? Now that I don't know. They would, I think they'd want to slow down if that's what they want to do. There are already people upset about this change, even though it's probably a change for the better. But there are already people upset. I don't know if you want to upset them even more by saying, oh yeah, by the way... You can get a not forgotten, a Luna's, a mountaintop, and a recluse from just the playlists. Like, it's easier to get. Um, they, I, they're, one of the main reasons I don't think they're going to do this is because they already, uh, they already adjusted some of those quest lines. Mountaintop being the most notable change to not being so difficult, to, not so te- tedious uh, to get, frustrating. You know, they already adjusted that. I don't think they're going to do it again and say, "Oh, yeah, it's just easier to get now." It drops in the main playlist. If they do that, I, I I would be surprised. Now, will they do that in a couple of seasons? Yeah, maybe. Maybe next year they might do that. But given that they just adjusted the quest lines, I think they're going to stay in place. Parasito. Considering negative three is the lowest gear we'll ever be dropping up to soft cat. Well, no, and beyond. And beyond. Uh, primes are locked plus three with more common drops. Do you think the day one grind is geared more towards non-hardcore or 750 to 920, not really much. I think they don't care how we get to 900. I think 900 is a sweet spot, okay? So look at those pictures of difficulty spectrum. 900 is like right smack dab in the middle. So if you can get most of the player base 
very quickly to 900, then most of the value points of Shadowkeep are very accessible to them. And the aspirational difficulties beyond their reach are probably not all that interesting to them anyway. So Bungie doesn't care how fast we get to 900 or what method we use to get to 900. That's just where they kind of want the player base to shuffle to. And that's when you start separating the hardcores and the the non-hardcores. And it's going to happen in a way that won't feel so... I can't get the stuff or do the stuff. Not true. Nightmare Hunt, Nightfalls have difficulty spectrum that's right in line with where you got fairly easily. And then the grind from 900 to 950 is going to take a while. It's going to take some resets. You know, you can gap fill all you want, but you can only really bump something's power with a pinnacle reward or a powerful reward. And then you're going to need non-powerfuls to gap fill. It's going to be a song and dance, but it's going to be a good one. I have a strange feeling. I have a really strange feeling that people are going to hit close to 950 week one. I really do. I have a very strange feeling that people are going to figure out how to save all their pinnacles and powerfuls and primes. And anytime they get one, they'll then go run menagerie, target every single item that's behind, then do another powerful. You know what I'm saying? I, I really do. I really think that that's what people are going to do. I think people are going to get very, very close to 950 week one. I believe it. I just have a sneaking suspicion that Menagerie especially is really going to streamline the process. Because if you hit 900 and you get a prime to drop plus four and then go do a milestone and then you bump, you know? Yeah, the contest modifier doesn't matter, Danger. I'm not saying people are going to get close to 950 and blitz the raid. I'm saying... I just think people are going to get as high as humanly possible, and I think people are going to get very, very close to 950. Menagerie won't get powerfuls, but again, keep in mind, okay, it's time it's time to pull the twab back up so I can reference stuff. Um, but again, you've got to remember one of the most important lines that's leading me to think this is this line right here that I'm highlighting. All non-powerful rewards drop 3 to 0 points below your highest equipable power, up from 15 to 20. So as soon as you get your power level to like 910, yeah, 910, you can start going and gap filling every item that you have, right? Now, primes are a plus three, but we don't know what pinnacles and powerfuls are going to be. Primes are the ones that are getting chopped. They didn't say anything about pinnacles and powerfuls only being a plus three. Primes are the plus three. Right down here. Prime Ingrams, the power gains have been rebalanced to plus three. That's just a prime, though. They don't say anywhere what the what the gain's going to be on a pinnacle or a powerful. So the idea would be this non-powerful reward structure that lets you get drops within three of your power, your equipable power. You're, it, also, it's saving all your prime charges at 900. If you're 910 and a 908 drops, you can rerun Menagerie hoping for a 910. Every point matters. Exactly. Exactly. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that people are going to get really close to 950 week 1. Because think about getting all the way to your third character and handing that third character guns that are in the 900s they go run Menagerie 5 times. Every armor piece skyrockets to 900 something. And then, or eight, like high 800s, 
And then they have all their pinnacles and all their powerfuls they can go run and do. You know, contest modifier makes it irrelevant, but still, I think leveling is going to be in a much better place. Especially for the casual. For the casual to get really, really close to or at 900 easily, I think is a brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, you get them right in smack dab in the middle of the content's difficulty structure. If they're if they're if they have the desire to go up, they're at a great they're at a great springboard. If they have no desire to go up, they can just keep playing and leveling because they'll still get stuff to drop weekly and non-powerfuls to help. So it's going to be so boring. I disagree. I don't think the power grind is ever that interesting. I think grinding for loot is way more interesting. I want to grind Vex offensive. I want to try out nightmare hunts. We get a month of increasing difficulty in Nightmare Hunts. Vex Offensive is going to change near the end of November. Uh, we've got a raid. Hopefully, we've got really good raid loot. you got forging weapons at the rune table. Uh, you've got armor 2.0 investments. New difficulty structures for exotic grinding and nightfalls. There's so much to do. Power grind is so bleh. It's just like, what? what? It's, just, it's a number on your freaking nameplate. I want to grind for dope gear and dope loadouts and invest in my armor 2.0. That's what I want to do. I want to see if there's new perks in the game. That's 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 where I'm interested. Sinveritus. Now the TWAB confirms you are a Bungie insider. LOL. Can you confirm or give your opinion on year two powerful sources that are staying? I can see someone finally getting 1k voices and not being and it being 30 points lower losing their minds. That's not possible. The, the sentence I have highlighted here makes that non-possible. All non-powerful drops are 3 to 0 points below your highest equipable power level. If you're 850, the lowest the 1k voices can drop is 847. So, oh, 3 not 30 typo? Dude, if it's 3 points below, no one's going to lose their mind at that, homie. No one's going to lose their mind at that. Disagree. Nope, don't think so. I really don't, especially considering when you're, let's say you're 825, every single piece of your gear is not 825. So getting something within three points of 825 is probably going to help you. It's probably going to help you. Now, obviously, if it's three points below 825 and it lands on one of your highest items, sure, that's going to be frustrating, but that's a lot easier to take when you're getting inundated with drops that are close to your power level that are helping you level up. Next question from Sinveritus. Offbeat, but do you think we should have a central board like D1 or location in the tower where all bounties are listed? Having to go to vendor to vendor to pick up bounties while uh, as a minor inconvenience could definitely be more efficient. I would, um... I don't like this. No. I don't like this because I think that there is something... There is something about Destiny... There is something about going to the tower and going up to an NPC and they have their menu and they have their loot and they say their little thing and I grab my bounties. Respect respect the ritual, okay? Don't turn this into a activity hopper, right? Don't turn this into an activity hopper where you boot up the game, you're in orbit, check all the boxes and go do your go do your activity. Respect the ritual, going to the tower. Clearing out your postmaster, clearing out your engrams, grabbing your bounties. That ritual does something to you that you might not even like sense. I think ritual is a part of the charm, you know, and seeing those boxes checked and, 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 and clicking on them and bling and getting the thing and bling, getting the thing. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't take the romance out of the story. 
you know just get to the kissing parts just get to the good parts just get to the sexy parts don't take all the romance out you know don't do that it might even help you in your dating life but yeah (laughs) there's something about the ritual soured outlook uh are we getting to reuse armor mods that are in our inventory no no mods will need to be unlocked you're going to get like 12 basic mods day one people are misunderstanding because the mods for guns are automatically converting to slottable and unslottable you just have to have one in your inventory waits for none what do you mean by pinnacle rewards now that pinnacle weapons are gone okay so there yeah this is confusing this is confusing okay i'm gonna scroll down here in the twab to the 950 section and i'm gonna read uh i'm gonna read a sentence to you that says pinnacle rewards are the only way to raise power above this point above 950 powerful rewards are equivalent to the character's highest equipable power beyond this point so when you hit 950 you're gonna need pinnacles okay nothing can drop above 950 unless it's pinnacle so there's activities that are titled pinnacle now so it's it's a little confusing maybe they shouldn't have used the word pinnacle because they're getting rid of pinnacle weapons okay um maybe they should have called these like enlightened activities so you get enlightened rewards or something i don't know that's just off the top of my head maybe that's stupid but that that is a that is a new thing that's a new thing so there's going to be pinnacle is essentially the height of difficulty i believe that that is the raid and i believe that that is master difficulty nightfalls and master difficulty nightmare hunts i don't think that there are going to be a ton of pinnacle things maybe iron banner being pinnacle is weird to me if they do that have they confirmed that iron banner is a pinnacle activity they said that that is logically broken like (laughs) six people no matchmaking raid six people no matchmaking master difficulty nightmare hunt master difficulty nightfall and you can run Iron Banner matchmaking and get pinnacle rewards. Iron Banner has always been pinnacle. This is a new terminology, so no, it hasn't been always pinnacle. All gear is always powerful. Yeah, and they're still maintaining powerful rewards. Being able to get beyond 950 in Iron Banner, I don't know if I like that. I'm not going to really die on this hill, but that seems logically stupid. <laughs> No, pinnacle as an activity is a new term. So no, Iron Banner could not have always been pinnacle. It's a new terminology beyond powerful. Iron Banner has always been an activity to get powerful rewards. It's always been considered an endgame activity. I think equating it, equating it to six-man non-match-made raids, nightmare hunts, and nightfalls is a little absurd. Um but whatever. I'm not going to die on that hill. Go grind your Iron Banner and get, like, I guess, freebie 960 gear. Maybe at least... How is Iron Banner hard? Like, you can just play. You can be a potato and play and get stuff. Yeah, but Iron Banner being an endgame activity and dropping endgame rewards, you can't go into the raid and be terrible and get endgame rewards. I mean, maybe if the team drags you through it. Seven Iron Banner bounties probably count as 750 plus, but Iron Banner match drops a token drop. Maybe there'll be just a couple of bounties. I don't know. That's odd. 
you can go in and play horrible and get bounties completed with enough time. I don't know. Putting putting a match made activity on the same playing field as non-match made six man end game PVE activities I don't think is sensible but whatever it's not that big of a deal it's once a month to help casuals not a big deal just the way Iron Banner was the alternate source for level 30 in vanilla D1 okay Eugene's perspective is not bad it is once a month it's a wide net to help more people whatever what the frick? Um. Uh, how do I turn off notifications? Is that something in my settings? Uh. I don't know how to turn that off. I, I'm just gonna log out. How do I log out on Bungie.net? Uh. How do I log out? I've never done this. Do I have to go to my profile and log out? Boomer? Yeah. There we go. I just used incognito mode. I just don't want people to be able to use that messages to suddenly put something offensive in my content. Um, Because it pops up on the screen like that. Uh, okay. So, next question. Sorry for people listening to the audio version. I have Bungie's website pulled up and I'm logged in and somebody's like, appreciate your content, man, and it popped up. All I need is some douche wagon to send me something offensive and it shows up on my YouTube video. Renshaw, do you think No Land Beyond will make a return in this DLC? No. Uh, hey, I'm Johnny. With Bungie saying the full patch notes will be released closer to launch, do you think that they will touch on changes to exotic armor like One-Eyed Mask and others in the full patch notes? Certainly possible. Uh, certainly possible. Okay. So the, I think we're going to get the patch notes on Monday because the maintenance is so long. I don't think we're going to get it on Tuesday. So I anticipate getting the full patch notes on Monday, um, like during maintenance death starfish. Should they have made, uh, the strong pinnacles into exotics? Uh, um, I got shunned out real quick for saying something nice. I don't need messages on Bungie.net. I mean, you're being nice, but homie, the minute somebody realizes they can send me a message and have it pop up in my freaking YouTube video, what do you think's gonna happen? (laughs) I didn't shun you. I logged out so nobody else could do it. Like, try and see the difference. Uh, Should they have made the strong pinnacles into exotics? Ah, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I don't think you want to start... Here's the thing. If you want to change things change things going forward, that's fine. If you want to tweak those weapons, that's fine. Changing their classification more than likely would have been very, very ill-received in comparison to maybe some, like, tweaks or something. Destiny sucks. So does your vocabulary and ability to write a full sentence uh, that's grammatically sensible. Mr. Self-Defeat. Lono, what character are you starting with next week? I'll probably start with Hunter or Warlock. I think I'm going to end with my Titan to kind of bring back the uh, D1 feel of going into Endgame. Because whenever I did the King's Fall raid, I always ran a Titan. And they're bringing back that uh, Titan bubble era. 
and gonna bring back the uh, the Helm of Saint as well. So, Slayer. With the new Delta scaling of enemies level 10 to 40, higher being easier to kill and doing less damage, do you think this will have a big effect possibly making the day one raid too easy even with Contest, Meyer, contest Modifier? No, I don't think so. Listen, Bungie, Bungie's not going to be like, oh, whoops, we made it too easy. I think Contest Modifier, I think their goal here is that, I'm not speaking for Bungie here, I'm guessing. This is a guess. I think their goal is we don't want the primary pain in the raid being that people are dying a lot to trash ads. I think that that's that's stupid, right? That's stupid. I don't think dying to trash ads is the main pain point that they want. I think they want people dying in raids and failing because of mistakes and a lack of familiarity. Like, Last Wish was just too extreme dying to trash ads is just it just i don't know it's it's not that entertaining to watch the world's best players hide constantly and barely be able to kill trash ads efficiently so that's not going to be the pain point of the raid it just isn't you know i know the difference i've just never had someone be so negative to a compliment you're completely misinterpreting and misrepresenting my response to your comment bro just stop okay because now you're just being like needy and petty I didn't want somebody to be able to send me a message. I have to protect my content. Do you understand that when clan alerts were showing up on people's screens in Destiny, people were creating racist clan names and sending invites? Like, you don't know what it's like on this side of this world, man. Like, I have to protect my comp- my, my content and what people end up seeing. I did not respond negatively to a compliment. Come on, man. Christ. Do you think if an enemy is so powerful that they are immune to your damage, they should also ignore you because I hate running something and getting one hit by something I can't damage? Um, if you're going into content and you're 100 levels underneath, then you deserve to get one shot and die fast. You, you shouldn't be in there. You see what I'm saying? If, if, you, if your friend wants to run the dungeon and it, it's at level like 950 and you're 840, then... You should you should be dying from a one tap. They shouldn't be ignoring you. What the frick is the point of that? Well, you just gonna run around? Hey, look at me! You're like dancing behind the boss, and it's not paying attention to you. I don't know. I don't know, man. I if you're if they're immune, then you deserve to be one tapped because that's player feedback. That is player feedback communicating to you. You have no business being in here, you know? You have no business being in here. Get the frick out. Backhand, you're dead, you know? That's how it should feel. Um, you know, it's like when the bad guy shows up in the movie and he, like, hits somebody really lightly and they slam into the wall, you know? Your powers are inconsequential to mine. Yeah, but the kids seen more movies. <laughs> so I would think that it, it, that's, it's that's appropriate for it to feel that way by the way if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before and you like the interactive podcast style as we comb over patch notes and talk about destiny remember to click the follow button that's a free way to support my content click that little heart button appreciate everybody being here today I pooted says Lono do you think the changes to delta scaling will make it easier to enter the raid at 900 allowing more people to attempt day one raid completion yes I do yes I do Okay, so, uh, whenever you're, what is it? So the 10 to 40, right? 
So if you're at the Delta and you're seeing swords, it'll be painful. But if you're not at the Delta and you're 20 under, you're going to see swords probably still. But I I don't think... I don't think you're going to be like, this is easy, but I think it's going to feel like you have an entry point. Do you know what I mean? You're going to feel like you have an entry point. Because there's a, there's a... I think there's a nature to Delta scaling prior to now that was very... It was dichotomous, right? It was either manageable... It was either manageable or frustrating. What is Delta? Okay. So Delta scaling works this way. Let's just say you're level 5 and the enemy is level 10. Traditionally, that is communicated to you in the game by a couple of things. Maybe they have a skull next to their name. Maybe they have an exclamation point, okay? And you barely can hurt them. You're shooting them and it's like, I'm barely hurting them. And they're shooting you and you're dying really fast. That's delta scaling. There's a difference between you and the enemy's level and there is an increase in the damage they do to you and there's a decrease in the damage you do to them. Okay? So, right now, if you're 10 to 40 levels beneath content, it's really, really difficult to do damage and it's painful, right? Don't sweat, don't sweat it, Marcus. It's okay. It's okay. Don't sweat it. It's, a, it's, it's an easy mistake to make. I just realized you, ex, you exposed a flaw and that's why I logged out. That's, it's fine. No, no, no worries, bro. I would gift a sub if you weren't already subbed. Uh, so whenever they're lowering it now, so if you're 10 to 40 levels below something after shadow keep, it's going to die a little bit quicker and do less damage than it does right now. It won't feel as extreme. So, uh, Warlock with three months, welcome back. Mc88fly with 11 months, welcome back. One more month to a year, uh, Mc88fly. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll allow more people to attempt a day one raid completion. Yes, I pooted. I still think the people that are closest to the Delta are going to feel like they have a, they have an advantage, and that's that's probably appropriate. Um... Let's see. Fluffy, uh, flying mangoes. How does it feel that a lot of the things you have been suggesting over the past year have been addressed? Pinnacle weapons, power delta, power progression, repeatable bounties, and more. You're making me look really good, flying mangoes. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I it's it's been really hard as a as a as a content creator to feel isolated. Um, that's never fun, and it doesn't feel good either when people take advantage of that and paint me as a whiner and always being wrong Um, that's not fun and it was very very vindicating and it felt really good to read over the last couple twabs and this twab especially and be like I was right (laughs) like and not in like a gloating told you so but like a I've been getting so much grief and so much hate and so much passive passive shade thrown my way over the past 12 months and I've stayed the course and I've kept my I've stuck to my guns and fought for what I thought was best for the game and it felt really damn good to read a twab that checked off a lot of those boxes um so yeah <laughs> it felt really good <laughs> so um 
if that's a middle finger to all the people that have been mean to me, let it be. I just, it, it was really, really nice to be like, I love this game and I want this game to be better. I'm not trying to take away your fun. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I, I really, really want this game to be good. And to, to take flack for that, whatever. It feels good to read something that was using phrasing that I used, argumentation and logic that I used. It was so good to see. And not just for myself, but for the game. It's like, this is, this is what we want to see. This is a developer that is understanding and, and having a, a, symb- a symbiosis with the community. Okay? A lot of the times, okay, a lot of the times that whenever... A lot of the times whenever I was arguing for stuff, I wasn't arguing for myself or hardcore players. I was arguing for the community at large. Um, and, and, and that's why I think this is important. This is a broader improvement structure for the game's longevity, for the game's, uh, you know, for the game's scalability and fun. And I know people are upset that certain things, that, that don't zero in on one thing. This is the mistake I think a lot of people are making. They're zeroing in on one thing. Pinnacle weapons? What? Frick! Rampage? Come on! They are turning 18 different knobs right now. They're messing with Delta. They're messing with crit damage to red bars. Base damage against red bars and PvE. They're messing with all these knobs. It's all one package. It's all coming at the same time. They're not just taking pinnacles away from you. They're trying to create a system where your choices, your pursuits, your investment in your character are felt in the game instead of level up to max and run the meta. Level up to max and run the meta. Get a spike grenade launcher and stand in a well. That's not the future for Destiny. The future for Destiny is you craft the build with armor 2.0, you chase the perks that you think are worth chasing, and your build is different than my build, but we're both powerful. That's the future for Destiny. So I know it's upsetting to be like, oh my gosh, but pinnacles, are you kidding me? Like, I get that. I don't want to, like, make it sound like I'm condescending you, because like, I understand. It's like, dude, that was my favorite thing to do every season. Are you freaking, come on, man. I finally got a rampage rolled. What the frick? Like, I understand how that can be frustrating, but you have to understand we cannot constantly have a pendulum swinging meta where that's all you really run. It's so not interesting. It's so one-dimensional. And I think this is this is a better trajectory for the game long term. The game has to evolve, not keep swinging from one meta to another. So, it back to your question. Yeah, I felt really good last night reading through that twab, and you know, <laughs> it was a nice capstone to a lot of big changes in my personal life through therapy growth of the business, things starting to kind of turn my way, and this was a nice capstone, this was a nice ah, alright, thank you, (laughs) so it felt nice, and I appreciate that you guys know it, you're here, you listen you know my heart, you know I've been dying for the game to improve and not trying to hurt the game, uh, fighting for the game to improve, um, so you guys are the ones tweeting at me like, oh my gosh Lono, you asked for this, blah 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 blah, like I'm not trying to do an I told you so tangent on Twitter and a video like that so I appreciate that you guys have kept track of it all because reading through that's pretty nice you know pinnacle weapons power delta power progression repeatable bounties and more <laughs> uh yeah so Brad no no does that mean the artifact power level not affecting light level is how it used to be within the five mod in delta 
Yeah, kind of. I don't want to muddy the waters in people's understanding here. I don't want to go back to that system and try and, and like really confuse people's clarity on the situa- situation here. Um, I th- this the artifact affects your power in the game, but not affects the drops in the game. It affects the way that enemies see you and fight against you, but it does not affect the way that loot drops for you, right? So. I appreciate all the kind words in chat, guys. Thank you. I've gotten kind of mushy lately because a lot of progress in my personal life and, you know, a year and a half of therapy, growth in my marriage, and people coming back and being like, hey, man, I used to come here. It's a lot different now. You know, you guys seeing those changes is really cool. So it's uh, it's just a way for me to maintain my transparency and my realness because it was very much not like that a while ago. So, uh Mathenjar says, do we know what sort of rewards we'll be seeing in the battle pass doohickey? Love the word there. I haven't seen any news, so I'm assuming not. Just thought that it might have some input. I, your doohickey can, like, distracted me. Uh, <laughs> what sort of rewards will we be seeing in the bet? Oh, we saw the whole thing. I have a whole video on this. Weren't you here for that? Didn't you ask questions in that Q&A? Um, we don't know what some of those things are. You can see the whole season pass on the what on the on the bungee site. You can see the whole season pass on the on the on the bungee site. Mythological figure. What is the difference between pinnacle rewards that are capped at 950 and the pinnacle cap of 960? Pinnacle rewards can get you to 950 but they can also take you beyond it. Beyond it. So, is the video on YouTube? Yeah, I have a video on YouTube. It's called The Full Battle Pass or something like that. Just go to my web. Just go to you. Just go to say no, uh, YouTube.com slash say no to rage and search for battle pass. It's one of the most recent videos about the battle pass, um, and it's that's all it is. It's just like the battle pass details. Is that it, Poopsie? Yeah, it has it. Ha- I, it the whole thing's there. If you yourself want to come over it, go to their website. I had a full picture that Ibontis put together. If you look up Ibontis on Twitter, he's got the picture somewhere too. He put the whole thing together uh, graphically. Rizy. No more fire team medallions, no more triple XP on all three characters. Account based now. I may be wrong with my assumption, but doesn't this feel like nudging towards the fact that earning XP will be a lot slower than it has been till now? I think that you are probably right, but I want you to stay on track with what we've been talking about up to this point, and that is this. Leveling is faster and this is going to be like an undercurrent slow progression each season that makes more sense to be slow does that make sense like it's okay if leveling up the artifact is slow because gear leveling is stupidly fast right as far as i know xp levels are 15k now instead of 40k that's it oh ebontis is his name so um, yeah, get your Pop-Tarts ready. <laughs> Are they doing that again? Are they doing Pop-Tart XP bonuses? Uh, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I'll wager to say that is an okay thing. Loot leveling is going to be fast. The artifact leveling can be a little bit slower. Skellington. Lona, did they say if planetary bounties can be claimed after October the 1st? The only bounties that cannot be claimed are Crucible, 
Vanguard, and Gambit. That's it. They are going to those specific vendors and giving them new bounties. And because they are doing that, because they are doing that, they are having to reset those bounties. Okay? That is why those are getting reset. Just those. Okay? I want to unsubscribe from all these stupid offers, updates... Don't send me emails, Netflix. Like, what's on Netflix tonight? I'm like, oh, I got an email. And then I'm like, just kidding. Like, it's freaking worthless. It's just them asking me to watch Netflix tonight. Like, leave me the frick alone. Like, I'll watch it if I feel like it. Anyway. Um, you can still turn in Vanguard Crucible tokens, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are crossing over. Okay. The only thing that they're doing is is they're going to Shacks, they're going to Zavala and the Drifter and they're giving them brand new bounty systems, okay? And because they're giving them brand new bounty systems, then those bounties are getting reset. So bounties from Spider, bounties from the Eververse, they said are totally fine to turn in after October the 1st. Oh, there's the tweet there. Season Pass. Confused about Destiny 2 Shadowkeep Season Pass? This image lays it out. There you go, in chat. It's a bit.ly forward slash 2NBQLJL. Or probably IJL. I don't know. Nurgle. What is the prime example quest that they mentioned? Sorry if it's already been uh, asked. I, I don't know. That's gotta be something that's in the New Light. Maybe that's something for New Light players that they have to go through. I don't know what that is. Chat, do we know what the prime example quest is? Is that a new quest, or are we forgetting about something from Vanilla? That's the one from Forsaken, says Alweezy. So it's a, it's a quest line from Forsaken? When you just talked to Rahul. It was in Season 4. It was a quest we did a long time ago. Yeah, so you don't gotta worry about it if you've been playing for a while. Spicy Cuban Pappy... <laughs> Okay, with mods becoming unlockable, have we confirmed it can that we can dismantle extra ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that as long as you have one, it'll it'll uh, as long as you have one, it'll be there as an unslottable, a slottable unslottable. El Pinto Loco, do you think just nerfing the damage perks is enough to offer players more choice in roles? After all, there's still a damage buff, and Bungie didn't mention any buffs to other perks. I would hope that. They're, they're doing something. Now, if the... Okay, let's just say this is phase one, okay? It could be phase one, and that's okay if it's phase one. Phase one could be... Got an idea here. Phase one is you making legendaries not superseding exotics. So maybe exotic primaries start to get a little bit more footing. And then phase two, they start to buff perks and add new perks. This could be done in phases. So, again, we don't know. Are th- There's going to be patch notes. I think, I'm guessing that we'll get patch notes on Monday, the day before, during the, like, 24-hour uh, maintenance. And when that's going on, I think that we'll be able to read through there and make a guess. Because I would hope that they would do this and add new perks. Um, and, and... And again, people were speculating, maybe you're going to want to run Firefly. Maybe you're going to want to run other perks. I don't know. Like, as you say, damage buff's a damage buff. 
And that was my reason. If you guys remember, whenever we first learned about radiation in Borderlands, I expressed concerns because it was going to be a debuff. And I said, whenever you have something that causes a debuff, it becomes necessary in endgame content. That was the way that slag worked in Borderlands 2. And I was very concerned. Thankfully, Gearbox listened to reason. I don't think I was the only person to sound that alarm. And they changed radiation to not be a debuff. And you're using very similar logic. It's still it's still buffing damage, so I'm still going to want to go for it. My hope would be that as, as it gets toned down, if you switch off from it, you won't feel it as pronounced. Does that make sense? They're lowering crit multiplier on red bars. They're raising base damage against red bars. So you might start to feel like weapons that just fire fast and reload fast and just keep up base damage are just as good and just as fun it's really pronounced right now as soon as you take off a rampage weapon it's a very pronounced feeling they're having that feeling it's going to drop from a 67 max to about a 30% max damage uh, increase once you're at rampage 3 so I would hope that would be the result is even if they don't add a bunch of new perks or buff other perks that it's not as pronounced when you use something without rampage, which means you could, you know, you could you could have more variety in your loadout. We got to go really fast. Holy frick, these question counts are getting high. Dan Papa, could this new system really support them allowing you to raid as much as you want for non-powerful gear? Said that they didn't say that in the sad they didn't say that in the TWAB. I think you are exactly right. This new system gives more reason and more ground for Bungie to do non-powerful drops in the raid and I want to do a talk about this um I want to do a talk about this this new system 100% uh can do raid non-powerful grind question mark I want to do a video about that. I think that this system, and that'll be a good video for next week, because I can do it and it'll land on YouTube before the raid. I'm going to try and make a really strong argument, and I'm going to use this system to back up that argument, that there's nothing wrong with letting us run the raid for non-powerfuls because of the system that they've set up. It's completely sensible. Grinding for non-powerfuls in Menagerie, Ada's Frames. There's all these places you're going to be able to grind for non-powerfuls, and the raid should be in that list. Jinja 300. With the damage perks being toned down, do you think it's time for a return of perks like Firefly to kinetic weapons? You betcha. Give me elemental primaries. True elemental primaries. Put the elemental primaries in the primary slot. Put secondaries in the secondary slot. Let people shift things around if they want. If they liked running double primary, double double secondary, whatever. Like, okay, fine. Uh, but, you know, you like running two shotguns or two snipers or whatever the frick. Uh, two scout rifles. Y- you know, if you want to run that, fine. But give me true elemental primaries. If I suddenly had arc on my warden's law, it wouldn't do anything to the game. It would just give me more diversity in my loadout and more power against shielded enemies. That's it. That's all it would do. And if they did that, the weapon system would be more sensible and it'd be more easy to buff secondaries like fusions, snipers, uh, future, you know, a future where more trace rifles are in the game, maybe legendary trace rifles. Yes. And I think that then then you could focus on as i said in my video where i talked about elemental perks if you're sick of using rampage and you're sick of using damage perks if all of a sudden arc 
Ark was on my Warden's Law, there could be a whole new swath of perks that could land on Warden's Law to make it potentially more fun to use with some type of some type of firefly chain lightning or something. You know what I'm saying? All wheezy. Did you catch the bit about the dungeon having its own pulse rifle? Maybe the dungeon has even more weapons. I didn't catch that, but I had somebody kind of take me to task on YouTube, and I mean, I guess I understood their perspective. They were they, I don't think they were very kind about it, but I think what they said had truth to it. They've said something to the effect of, like, you're okay with um, there being loot in a free activity like the like um, Festival of the Lost. You want loot to drop from, you know, the Haunted Forest, but not from paid content like the, like the dungeon. And I was like, okay, good point. Could have been nicer about it, but good point. Um, yeah, okay, sure. There should be loot in dungeons. You're right. I can concede that. Um, so yeah, maybe there's maybe there's loot in there that, to make it more more winsome as an activity. Uh, it's right above the movie of the week at the bottom of the twab. Okay, Ash and Hollow is the next question. Uh... Uh, following the launch of Shadowkeep next week, players will be able to, will able to view new items added to Destiny 2 using the in-game collections. Before then, we'd like to make players aware of a known issue. <clears throat> excuse me, with one particular listing. Following the launch of Shadowkeep, the collection listing for the pre- uh, Premonition Legendary Pulse Rifle will state that it is found by exploring the moon. This weapon's specific source is actually the new dungeon, which will become available sometime after Shadowkeep's launch. Okay, there you go. Excellent. I didn't go that down that far. I never look at the movies of the week. Sorry. Um, sorry to all the winners of movies of the week over the years. I've just never, I've never taken the time. I quickly read, capture what I think is important, tweet, and then I go back to hanging out with my family. Because it always happens like after dinner and I'm like, I gotta read the twab. <laughs> so, yeah. Ashen Hollow. Glad uh, Rampage is being toned down, but what perks are even worth using at this point? Won't it just be Outlaw Rampage is the only... Yeah, we've already dealt with this question in a numerous a variety of ways. I'm hoping either new perks or, as I said, other roles will, won't feel as, like, deathly. Like, oh, I suck, man. This gun sucks. If they don't have Rampage. Mewtwo. What do you think about the fact that we're getting dungeon-specific loot? As at the end of the big uh, fox section, the twab says it's a pulse rifle. Just answer this. Great. Exciting. Good for people that love to run dungeons and good for the guy that ripped me a new one on YouTube. The Kraz. So for the damage perks that are... uh, Are they saying that they will match the buff you get in PvP? Yeah, so like Rampage will only do 10%, 20%, 30%. That's it. Right now it goes all the way up to 67%. The real jabby. Related to mods in 2.0 armor, what's your plan for old armor? Get rid of it after you can make it 2.0 or keep it to infuse it. Oh, I'm going to infuse it immediately. Like, that'll be my first course of action. I'm not going to start focusing on armor 2.0 until after the raid. Brad, 71. Lono, if I completed the Wendigo quest, should I turn it in or can I keep it for reset for experience? Ooh. Um, man, that's risky, isn't it? Because it might read it as a bounty. I don't think it'll reset it as a bounty. The bounties are in their own classification and they're getting reset. And that's why they're getting reset. I don't think it's going to read your Wendigo quest in the same way because the Wendigo quest is persisting into the next season. The bounties are not. I think you're safe to keep it. Okay, do you understand the logic? 
your vanguard bounties are not persisting into next season they're not they're getting changed so they're going to disappear okay the wendigo quest is persisting into next season so it should be it should be untouched it, it should be untouched um keep it no risk in it i mean progress won't get reset yeah i don't think it's going to get reset i think my logic is sound there because the reason the bounties are getting reset is they are not continuing they're basically for all intents and pur- purposes the phrasing is not accurate they're not resetting those e- those those bounties they're deleting them from the database those bounties that you have saved right now are gone October 1st. That's why you have to turn them in now. Spider's bounties aren't getting deleted. Eververse bounties aren't getting deleted. Those are continuing. The Wendigo quest is continuing. You are probably safe to, to save it. Guitar Man Dave. They nerfed the Forge AFK for planetary mats, but the Forge is also awarded XP. Do you think that this will become a problem with basically free levels for your artifact? Oh, um, what, like run AFK overnight to get free XP? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. I wish people would stop doing it. Ed to the word. What's the reason for grinding Crucible and or Gamut? After that powerful drop, I can't see many players going into PvP. Speculating because they mentioned that Pinnacles won't be as good as the Recluse and the Not Forgotten. Small player PvP player base will only get smaller. I disagree, and I think the number of people that will be so dissatisfied with the scout that they stop playing are a, a minority. I think most people will still play. They like to boot up and shoot heads and run around. There's also changes happening to the playlists and to the everything else that will probably keep people in there. Um, I don't think. Your premise is presuming that there are a ton of people that loved grinding for the recluse and got the recluse and that's the only reason they're playing Crucible. Are there people like that? Yes. Are they a majority? No, they're not. So, um, I I think that what you're saying is probably a, a feeling that people will have but it's potentially being overstated by what you're saying. Also, we saw footage of the scout. It's looking kind of hot. So you get that thing, you start ripping off kills on Widow's Court and Twilight Gap, and you're probably going to keep playing if it's a good gun, if it, if, it, if, it, if it rips. You know, if that thing is clapping people, then you're going to feel similar to like when you got your recluse, you know? So, there was footage. Yeah, we looked at the footage a little bit ago. I can show it to you after Q&A. The Pretty Moth says, Sorry for asking this because I know you've probably said it multiple times already. I'm just getting back to my computer at work. But which bounties can I save without losing? Everything except for bounties that you got from Crucible, Vanguard, or Gambit. Anything you've gotten from those specific vendors are safe to keep. If you've got a, if you've got a bounty... From Zavala, Shax, or Drifter, turn it in before the maintenance starts on Monday. 
Rebel Killer. Hey, Lono, I've completed uh, Iron Banner bounties. I'm wondering whether they should be turned in next week. We have determined through the logic that I just used a little bit ago that Iron Banner bounties are safe to keep because they come from a different NPC and those bounties are likely to persist. Zavala, Shacks, and Drifter's bounties are not persisting and are therefore being deleted in the database. So, the Iron Banner bounties get reset. They're getting deleted. Read Sweat's tweet. Don't save them. Back it up, Terry. Back it up. I just gave bad advice. I'm being corrected by chat. Bungie said Iron Banner bounties get reset. Frick. I am sorry. I hope... Okay. Well, hopefully nobody, like, heard that and then immediately left the stream. Um, so, yeah. According to chat, there's a lot of agreement in chat right now that Bungie indicated they will reset as well. Um, they got reset last season. I thought they just capped the the reward. Am I misremembering? I thought they capped the reward from the Iron Banner bounties, or did they auto complete or something? I thought they. I didn't think they deleted them. The Iron Banner bounties started with Drifter. They auto completed them for tokens. That's right. That's right. Because of the because of the scourge of the past raid race. That's right. I'm I misremembered. I'm sorry. Yep. It's a lot of information. Um, my, my bad. Yep. Complete your Iron Banner bounties. Sorry about that. Venom. I feel like everyone puts the fault on content creators. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but when we are here listening to this for the last week and then they deliver, what more would you want from Bungie? Uh, we want change. And for those complaining about pinnacles, you you are wrong. We want diversity. And this is an FPRPGS Let's RP and make some interesting and not just rinse and repeat, right? Holy frick. It's my job to preach, not yours. Um, <laughs> uh, what more do I want? That's your actual question in the midst of, in the midst of all that. Uh, what more do I want? Next step. Next step is perk diversity and perk power. That's the next step. Guns need looked at. If Armor 2.0 works, if Armor 2.0 works as a system, the next step is the weapon system. Big time. I want elemental primaries back. I want fusions and snipers to matter. I want linear trace rifles. I want uh, linear fusions to maybe... I'm not linear. I'm sorry. Legendary trace rifles. I want perks to matter. I want more perks, stronger perks. Yeah. A true build synergy between armor and weapons. What Eugene just put would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Since they already nerfed my Genji Jolly Rancher, for frick's sake. But we have elemental primaries, Kappa, right? Captain SRS. SRAS. Since we are getting... Since we are getting the Shattered Throne at any time, do you think we are getting more narrative on the Dreaming City curse? Like, the raid boss is... Koraya and after we defeat her we get the 15 with yeah I don't know about that dude I think they're mainly doing that for accessibility purposes um I don't think they're gonna say well we're making we're making this available all the time and that that means that we're uh we're gonna do story elements with them I think I think you're jumping ahead in conclusions here I, it, maybe maybe I'm not saying no but I'm definitely saying that I don't see a big demand for them to do more narrative elements with that. I think they're moving on. I think 
Eris and the moon is taking us on a journey elsewhere. I think the Dreaming City has been kind of in their minds wrapped. Maybe not. Maybe it's all tied together. You know, that's a possibility. The True Sage. I agree the Pinnacle Weapons and Rampage uh, was OP, but don't you think it hurts incentive to grind these weapons? Even Breakneck becomes trash after update. You don't know that. We can't speak definitively like this. You can't. They're buffing base damage on auto rifles against red bars, which is what you would use a breakneck against. Like, we can't start speaking definitively yet. We don't know. They lower crit multiplier on trash ads, but then they raise base damage. So suddenly, Rampage on breakneck, yes, it's getting lowered, but that max 30% buff that you're getting on Rampage is stacking on top of a base damage buff against red bars. Right? I think I think you're missing I think you're missing the forest for the trees. I you know what I mean? Breaknik will be no better than any other 600 RPM with Rampage in the game. Breaknik will be trash. I don't think so. I, we don't know that yet. With the 30% max on uh there's a thread on Reddit right now showing Breaknik DPS loss of 64%. I don't know how they're doing that. So they're taking the base damage, they're adding it. Then they're taking the max rampage damage, adding it. And they're saying it's a 64% damage loss. They nerfed the second skill on it as well. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then, I, you know, they're moving us forward. It's a bummer. I, I mean, I don't know what you want. Listen, sometimes you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. I hate that I just said that. I, I want to take that back. Sometimes you gotta you gotta do that. Like you you know what I'm saying? You've gotta if they want future guns and future mod combinations to matter, breakneck might be collateral damage. I mean I don't know. I, I just I I I understand I understand frustration, but I think people need to think big picture here. Don't get freaking caught up in one weapon. Don't do it. If the overall game improves and gets better, there's more diversity, more guns to chase, more combinations that are viable. Don't get caught up on the breakneck. They can tweak that later, right? Breakneck, break eggs, dead gummit. There's a whole bunch of jokes there. So it's one perk, not a gun. I don't I don't know. Well, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. There's so many activities. There's so many weapons and things to chase in Shadowkeep. I'm not going to cry over the breakneck. I, I think that... <laughs> you know what's funny about this? It's, I, 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 there's a part of me that's, that's, that's finding this comical. Because anytime I mention the breakneck in the past... All I ever heard about was that it wasn't as good as I said it was. It wasn't that great. Nobody uses it. It's trash. And now everyone's crying foul as if it's some god-tier weapon that you've been using in your loadout. That freaking thing has probably been sitting in your dadgum vault for the last four months. So if you're going to turn this into something worth crying about and complaining about and making Reddit posts about and you haven't even been using it, then you know what I'm going to say. Then shut the frick up. (laughs) Like, come on. If they're if they're making the game better and that's collateral damage that the breakneck's not as good as it once was when you probably weren't using it anyway, then come on. Like, I need a freaking shut the frick up emote. Then shut the frick up. <laughs> uh. 
I, I listen I get it I understand we worked to earn stuff and even if you've not been using it and they weaken it that hurts your perception of value and ugh, I get it I get it but but I think that overall this is a better system so Digital Marine, with Pinnacles becoming curated roles, how will they be interesting? I feel like they will be outclassed by other comparable weapons easily. Not necessarily. No. No. The the footage of that scout rifle shooting really, really fast and getting a guaranteed drop with rapid hit, you might not be saying that in a month. You might be saying, this thing is awesome. You know, this thing is strong. Um, they made us play Gambit for it. <laughs> That's the best point anybody's made about it yet, okay? <laughs> they made me play Gambit, Lodo! Gambit! <laughs> I'm laughing because I played... I got one, too, and I like it. I'm laughing through the pain. Um, yeah, I... I think that you need to just wait and and just wait and see because rapid hit on that scout that scout looks pretty mean from the footage that we saw that thing might be ridiculous in the crucible and being able to get rapid hit on it I mean I don't know I don't know dude I mean somebody in chat saying I'm cracking next with that scout yeah I think that thing's gonna rip I think it's gonna encourage passive lane camping but I think it's gonna rip I think you you want to know the honest of goodness truth. I think you're going to have bigger bigger complaints about Crucible than the than the, the the ritual weapon not being that great. I think you're going to be on the other end of the spectrum. I think you're going to dislike what that ritual weapon does to Crucible, whether or not they call it Pinnacle and give it a unique perk or not. I think its presence and its power and some of the updates they're making to Crucible are going to frustrate you more than the weapon itself. Like than the than the lack of a Pinnacle is what I mean. M. Starrett. So is Kindled Orchid dead or will it be godly since there are other nerfs? Um, no, it's not dead because it's still damage buffs. Like these perks still damage buff, just not as much. And they stack. So Kindled Orchid will probably be the strongest damage buff legendary in the game. Maybe. I don't know. Zay Walker with the nerfed damage perks man you guys really got on this uh, should this now increase motivation for Bungie to give us back elemental primaries I love you guys so much we're getting multiple questions that ask the same thing but I love that everybody's saying give us back elemental primaries I want you guys to do something for me I want you to really shout this from the rooftops forums tweets reddit threads you know you guys are catching it you know the 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 Lono, the Lono disciples, the people that are catching the vision of like true elemental primaries. Go, go, my minions, go. And spread the good word. We want true elemental primaries back. We do. No, we don't need that. Just be quiet. It's not going to hurt anything. Shush. Next question. Kakita. With mods changing to unlocks as opposed to consumables, just on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Should I dismantle my multiples of the components? Or I need multiple unlocks. You should just need one. You should just need one. Nocturnal. 
while we have been told a lot already, we've only had, in their words, a patch notes preview. What else do you think will be added or want to see in the patch notes? I want to see rocket launchers be given a significant damage buff, maybe two in the chamber by default. I want to see machine guns get a damage buff against bosses because they hurt them too poor, too much. Uh, grenade launchers are fine. Uh, linear fusions um, <clears throat> could probably get some help. Uh, I would love love to see swords move to the energy slot probably not happening but I would love to see it I don't think they belong on the power slot anymore um yeah I would love to see I would love to see them take the rockets especially rockets especially need help and machine guns aren't where they should be so I would love to see them helped as well Captain McFly we're almost getting visual confirmation the first first light is returning what? Do you think we need vehicular combat back in casual playlist? Halo and other titles integrate it well, but Destiny seemed to let it go. Should it return? No. No. Sorry, homie. I, I don't think so. It's too random. It's too random. It's like you're playing, you're playing, and then all of a sudden you're on that map. I don't think so. Now, if you go back to my predictions about PvP a long time ago I said I thought they were going to open up the game bigger bigger team battles bigger matches to hurt the one size fits all nature of hand cannons and the presence and the rhythm of supers and heavy okay now they admitted that the presence and the rhythm of supers and heavy was a problem and they've toned that down but not in the way that I said they were going to do it I thought they were going to open up the maps and then you could do what you're saying you know vehicles and stuff Bungie agreed with me, by the way. They agreed that the presence and rhythm of supers and power ammo, it was too great, and they've addressed it in their own way. I thought, eh, go to bigger maps, you know? Go to... Go to big team battles and stuff. And that way, hand cannons are good, but only in the right places, and only if you position yourself properly. And scouts and snipers might get some traction, and supers would be good, but, I mean, they wouldn't run amok. You wouldn't be getting killed by the by the same super multiple times um, you know things like that so I, I I think that I think that that was a route they could have taken and if they did then your your vehicle thing would fit Eknor, I'm happy about these nerfs we tried, uh, was tired of using the same thing but do you think it's enough to help primary exotics? Do you think some defensive perks on exotics would help reduce incoming damage after a kill? I mean, that could be a perk, sure, but I think they're already planning on doing stuff, so I'm not going to comment too much on this, because they're already doing a buff to Graviton Lance and things to the the uh, Sunshot, so let's just wait and see what they're doing. Like, they're not affecting Rampage on the Huckleberry, is another example. Sinveritus. With the new ritual weapons being curated roles, does that mean that they will be available with other roles? Already had this question, don't think so. Uh, Metro Shift. I'm curious, what weapons will you be taking into the Day 1 raid? probably one of my favorite hand cannons cold heart and a spike nade launcher i think cold heart is fantastic in in content that you're unfamiliar with it's a great one size fits all weapon with strong damage and amazing ammo economy and spike grenade launchers are strong and if they're not getting nerfed why not you know i think that'll be kind of my go-to um obviously i'll have other things just in case it's a sniper boss or something uh, or a boss that we think is really, really good for Whisper. But overall, I think that'll be a really strong build to go into the raid with. People really, really overlook why Coldheart is such a great weapon to take into unfamiliar content. You know that a spike grenade launcher is great. You know that a strong hand cannon is going to be strong. And all that's left is your secondary. 
You don't need a shotgun. If you're going to use a cold heart, it can it can do a good TTK on an enemy just as good as a shotgun, but from range. So, I think cold heart is a fantastic weapon to take in when you are unfamiliar with content. I did it with JD, and we two-manned the Outbreak Perfected mission. We were the world's first two-man. We got all the way to the boss and killed him with just the two of us, and I think cold heart was one of the reasons. Um, I forget who it was. Was it Wicked Bob who couldn't get to us? <laughs> he got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, I think it's because Cold Heart is old. People get bored of guns. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm telling you, do not sleep on Cold Heart when you're going into unfamiliar content. That thing is that thing destroys. Um, so, Hawk Hawk and Rain, do you do you think our race choice will ever impact our loadout? I highly doubt it. That would be weird to suddenly Im- impress upon us. Bob, was it you? He's in chat. <laughs> Bob, was it really you? He's been following me since May of 2016. What an absolute homie. Three years following the channel. Was it you? (laughs) Was it you, Bob? Please, own up to it so we can all laugh at you and then somebody can gift him a sub if if it was him. (laughs) All right, moving on. I don't want to... It was me, LOL. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. All right, C. Joe, somebody give him, somebody give him a sub. The C. Joe, <laughs> Lono, do you think with the slight nerf to gun mods, it might be Bungie's way to marriage Armor 2.0 with Artifact to help you build your own custom build? Somebody anonymously gifted him a sub. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. That was a fun. <laughs> that was a fun day. That was a fun day, and we we got to we got to two man. Me and JD uh, got to two man, and that, that's a twenty seven month sub for Bob. He's got a gold badge. That's hilarious. Um, what are we talking about here? Marriage two to artifact uh, to help you have your own custom build. Um, well, there the nerf to gun mods. I mean, they're not. You mean gun perks? I think is what you mean to say. No. I think you're connecting two things that aren't connected. They're not saying we need to nerf these perks to have a better marriage between the armor and the artifact. That's not what they're doing. The logic is contained in the actual blog post. They say these legendaries are too strong. You feel like you have to run them. They're actually stronger than some exotics. That's why they're toning them down. So, Ozzy, uh, Mandius. What do you think about the new version of comp? Do you think it will promote more people to hop into the playlist? Easier to get legend. I think the solo comp playlist will murder the other. I think the solo comp survival playlist will be significantly more popular than the other, and it will murder the other playlist. I think if you want to run stacked comp, it's going to be really, really tough. It's going to take forever, right? Um, it's going to take forever. So, Shinobius Prime. Uh, Clintus tweet about pre-rolls during a raid? What are you talking about? Oh, like, is he talking about pre-roll ads being a headache during the raid race because people want to hop around? Um, I could see that. I could see that. Is that what he's tweeting about? Because, um... Just confirmed by Twitch staff, pre-roll ads should not play when you raid a channel. Oh, different type of raids. If you get an ad when you are sent to a channel, report it. It's a bug. Heads up. Retweeting it. Okay. That's good to know. 
That's good to know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Shinobi is prime with the next question. I'm trying. I'm gonna go start trying to go really fast, guys. We have a stupid amount of questions left. I love you guys. This has been great. Thanks for all the support. Remember to click follow if you haven't done so yet. That's a free way to support the channel. Shinobi is prime with the added power given to the seasonal artifact. How do you think this will affect power levels in Iron Banner? I don't want to get steamrolled by not doing pinnacle activities and not getting it to the hard cap. Uh, um. Well, the, the, oh, oh, yeah, good question. Frick, um, I don't like when I can't be quick on my feet. 950, you can get to 950, 960, the difference between 950 and 960 is not going to be that felt, is it? Artifact power won't affect Iron Banner? Yeah, I don't think the artifact's going to affect Iron Banner. Or maybe it will up to 950, but if you get up to like 1,010, I don't think it's going to affect it anymore. People are saying it doesn't affect PvP. I think it will be a threshold. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to have Iron Banner read you as being above 950. We'll have to wait for an exact answer. Does it affect it at all, or does it affect it only up to 950 or something? Soul Killer. I took the summer off from Destiny, moved my account to Steam. What else do I need to do before Shadowkeep launches? Pre-order Shadowkeep and pre-install everything on Steam. Done. Spicy Cuban Pappy. Can you explain a little bit more on power progression? With all the year two content only helping to hit 900, will Powerful's drop only come from the moon? Yeah, I'm gonna retread this just for you because you got a nice... your Your name is awesome. Uh... Right here is a line that I think is incredibly important. All non-powerful rewards drop three to zero points below your highest equipable power level, okay? So, if you... It's probably Poppy, right? Not Pappy. Spicy Cuban Poppy. Anyway, Pappy. Frick. Okay, anyway. All non-powerful rewards can drop three to zero points below your highest equipable power. So, listen... On your way to 950, this will still help you. If you're 925 and your boots are 915, go run the menagerie, get yourself a pair of boots. A non-powerful drop from menagerie is going to raise those boots. You are going to be able to gap fill because of this specific line. Now, if this line becomes irrelevant after the soft cap, they didn't communicate that. This clearly states non-powerful rewards are always really close to your power level, helping you gap fill. So I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. Blaze. What do you think about ritual weapons no longer having special perks? I'm fine with it. I have an entire video called The Pinnacle Weapon Problem. Paul Tassie is on my Rageless Roundtable podcast. Thought I was nuts when I said they needed to stop making pinnacles. He thought I was freaking nuts. And people ripped me a new one on my video when I said that pinnacle weapons were a problem and they needed to go away. I wonder, did I even suggest exactly what they're doing with curated roles? Did I su- I think that was my suggestion, wasn't it? Didn't I say that like that you could grind for it and then if you get it, it's a pinnacle roll? Didn't I? I swear to you that like a like a curated roll or something. I swear they basically did exactly what I said they should do. So I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying they got the idea from me. I'm just saying that like, I'm happy with it. Cause I thought they needed to get rid of them anyway. Like I was the one who kind of like 
took it on the chin and told people that they needed to go away. No, you didn't. Keep it modest, chat. <laughs> Terror Clash. Would you like to see Destiny do more with elements? Playing Borderlands 3, it's really fun balancing different elements and applying status effects. Yes, I think elemental primaries would blow this door wide open. It would blow the door wide open. You could do all kinds of things, get enough damage with a void um, assault auto rifle, and it creates a singularity, and it pulls nearby enemies and causes a little explosion. Nothing major, nothing like an exotic, just something little, you know? damage over time with, you know, with solar weapons. If you do enough damage to the enemy, you know, stuff like that. I think elemental primers would blow that door wide open. Karma Policeman. Are they still scaling much power, uh, much lower level enemies to us? For example, most RPGs, when you're max level, you go back to earlier content, you feel the power massively. If you are overpowered, that, you'll feel the exact same way. They're not messing with any of that. They're not messing with any of that. The only thing they're messing with is what it feels like when stuff's above you. If it's at your level or below you, they're not tweaking that at all. What's the top five hand cannons in the game? Luna Not Forgotten, Ace of Spades, Awstringer, Midnight Coup. I would say Warden's Law because I love it. It's a 110 that can roll with Feeding Frenzy. Uh, last words probably in there. Spare rations. Last word, spare rations. Yep. There. Those are the ones to go for. Apathetic. Oh, there's two T's. I was like, how did you get that username? Yeah, two T's. Sorry if this was asked already. Thoughts on a drive to, to play Crucible with no pinnacle? We've gotten this question a lot. I still think you're going to want to go for the weapon, even though does it lacking a unique perk doesn't mean it's not a good weapon. We grind the Menagerie and the Forges for good weapons that were not pinnacle. We do it all the time. You're acting like the only reason to play Crucible was for a unique perk. I think that is narrow and inaccurate. I think we grind tons of stuff in Destiny for great rolls on weapons all the time. Menagerie, Forges are a perfect example of this. People going for spare rations in the Reckoning. They're not grinding like crazy for a unique perk. I think you guys are creating this myth that like, oh, if there's not a unique perk, there's no reason to play. No, I don't agree with that. If it's a good gun, you're going to chase it the same way you chase good guns everywhere else. Ah... D'Angelos, not sure if you talked about this, uh, the TWAB talked about hand cannon nerf hit, then hard the only good one, the last word, you think scouts and auto rifles will be meta, sorry if this is a scramble question it really is, did you, I mean what did, did you type this while you were jogging or something um uh, I, the meta I think is going to be long range weapons that's my prediction about PvP I think PvP is going to become long range weapons, snipers, scouts pulse rifles lane camping that's my prediction i hope i'm wrong globes with the next question do you think you will have a a scenario similar similar to forsaken that when we go in old weapons will be still meta um there's no way for me to answer your question with any accuracy because i don't know what kind of perks they're introducing arcus grace the new disrupt debuff the ability to reduce combatants damage what do you think its place will be in the PvE meta? You're going to use that against majors, I would think, or mini bosses. I yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I'm not in the content yet, so I, some of these I'm just going to go right on past. I can't make a prediction like that. Sulfur, how do you feel about the hidden juggler studies that have come to conclude that you're in specific ammo cycles for specific and heavy ammo drops? Um, I said this 
a long time ago <laughs> I said this a long time ago oh wow there's 15 purple bricks on the ground and then I would go a really long time with no purple uh, I didn't even do scientific tests and I said that was going on I think the new ammo finder perks telling you when they're working and showing you with the little glow on the brick and the fact that they're turning up how efficient they work is really exciting and that makes me care about this a little bit less grateful head if if we have the HVT spider bounties, will we get the XP? Yes, I think so. As far as we know, those will still reward us with XP. It's just Normac. Will, with the dungeon confirmed to have its own weapon pool, well, a pulse rifle, that's all we know for now, is it possible there is an unseen armor set as well? I'm gonna give you a probably not. It's, ah, it's one activity maybe three fights probably I don't know a full armor set I'm gonna tell you maybe not I'm gonna say emblem emblem and like vanity items and maybe a pulse like and then that's it and the pulse will probably be cool I know people think it's the spiky stuff okay I know people think it's the spiky stuff the spiky shotgun I think the spiky stuff comes from nightmare hunts because the nightmare hunts are red, the nightmares are red, the gun was red. I don't know. I, I, I think the spiky weapons are from nightmare hunts, and I think the dungeon's going to have like one weapon. Um, I don't know. Listen, I love you guys that love dungeons, but I just don't think they're going to put a ton of stuff in there because it's not a main, it's not a mainstay piece of content that gets tons of engagement. They're now listen, you're not gonna like what I'm saying right now. You're making a game for casuals, but they're filling they're filling a lot of the other containers in the game more. The season pass has an awful lot of loot in it. Vex offensive, you know, the the rune table with Eris. They're putting more loot, it seems, in lower tier activities, okay? And I know you hear that and you think, what a bunch of crap. Why why even play? Let's just wait and see. I just don't see them putting a huge loot pool in a dungeon. If they give you a gun, hopefully that gun is crazy awesome. So then maybe you'll be like, Lono was right. There's no full set of armor in here and there's only one gun. But man, this gun's really cool. And the gun will really, really be a nice trophy too. If it's a good weapon and it looks cool, it could be a really, really nice trophy. You know? Wait, did it say we're going to be able to see it day one? Did it say that above uh, movie of the week? Um, yeah, we're going to be able to see it right away. You're going to be able to right away go to the collections and see the Premonition Legendary Pulse Rifle, and it's going to state that it's found on the moon, and that's false. We can look at it right away and see what's going on. If it looks hot, and it's an archetype that we like, then that could be a really nice, you know, trophy for you. Uh, pork chop with the next question. So compared to last world, last world's first races, is the week leading up to the raid going to be different from the standard play your least favorite up to your favorite character? No, I still think you're going to want to do that. You're still going to want to exhaust one player before moving. Because if you get to your third character and you hand him a bunch of high level guns, from everything we understand about leveling now, that last character is going to absolutely skyrocket if you hand him three great high weapons and then go into the menagerie and get five weapon, five armor pieces. They don't even, they're not even powerful. But non-powerful drops are within zero to three of your power level. Your third character is going to go from 750 to something like all this boom right up it's gonna be very very fast this has been a very solid day today oh thank you thank you thank you everybody for partaking and hanging out again if you're new and you enjoy the interactivity the podcast style remember to click follow globes with the next question 
do you know if we will still need to unlock all forges menageries on each characters nope they're just open right away now they're not there's no reason to unlock them as far as i know i think they're just there i don't think you'd go through an unlock process anymore i think they're just giving them to people um so Giggs is doing his Warlock last because of this. Yeah, I'm doing my Titan last because I think Titan's going to be a lot better in endgame content now. I kind of want to bring that back. I ran Titan in Last Wish, a Warlock in Scourge, and then a Hunter in Crown. So I'm just going to rotate it, and it's a perfect time to rotate because Titans are going to be good again for endgame, I think. Kraz, what powerful drops from year two are we losing based on the TWAB? Uh, All of them. Uh, All of them, my friend. It says here that... Year two powerful sources have changed to legendary rewards. They are all changing. So, but, but non powerful rewards are within three to zero points of your power level. They're doing a very good job of keeping content worth your time, which is what I argued for in my leveling videos anytime it came up. Anytime it came up. Anytime it came up, came up. Oh boy, we're having, we're losing, we're losing our ability to speak well, chat. Which ones are they? Um, all of them. Kraz, all of them. Year two powerful reward sources. So I won't list them to you now. Anything that got introduced in year two, Forsaken and Forges and Drifter and Menagerie. Just look at all that content, and if there's a powerful milestone reward in there, it's changing to legendary. That's it. Nighthawks, do you think you'll be able to get a full set of 2.0 armor from turning in callus tokens on day one? <sighs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Probably. But you're not going to have any of the... You're not going to have... You're not going to probably get... I don't think you're going to get good stats on armor from NPCs. I think you're going to get better stats on stuff that drops from uh, pinnacle areas. I think they're going to have stats trending higher for those activities. And I also think that you're not going to have any really, really good mods unlocked. Luke Smith said he envisioned people running the raid day one with no armor 2.0 system like builds because they won't have enough time to get the all the mods and stuff so um i that's i i don't think you're gonna have a ton of people uh feeling that that you know need to get all that stuff um you will get better stuff from world drops they said that already now they said that when they were comparing the stuff from the season pass blader so i i think we can guess that okay we can extend that logic to what about an npc i i I, i'm i'm with you but they haven't said that we need to be clear they said that about npcs i don't know where they said that i don't remember reading that I remember reading Luke Smith say, if you get something from the season pass, it's just going to have a static roll on stats, and better stats will drop out in the world. I don't remember him saying that about NPCs. So, I don't know where you read that. Leroy. Hello, I'm not sure if you answer this. Would all weapon damage perks still be affected, or would they be replaced? I hear Huckleberry, they're going to have full Rampage. Yeah, Rampage is getting affected on everything but, but Huckleberry. Yeah. Was it from the stream? Yeah, I don't remember hearing that. I don't remember hearing or reading that. So, Bumble17. Whilst I agree with the idea of getting rid of year two powerful drops, is this detrimental to new light players with the aim of getting them to play, pay for the content? No, because you still are going to level from stuff, even if it's old. It just isn't going to be a big jump. 
Cosmo or Dylan said if you can earn it, it's 2.0. That's not what we're disputing, homie. We're disputing whether or not buying loot from an NPC by just filling him... Say say that I'm just chucking tokens at Zavala and I get a pair of boots. Are those stats going to be as good as boots from a, from a Nightfall? Right? My mind would say that Blader's right. I don't know if they've said this. He's saying it might have been during their strike-along. He's saying that they said this, and I think that's totally logical and fair. Any armor I get from just shoving tokens into an NPC, that armor should have should have stats trending downward, and then stats from a Nightfall should be trending upward. That just makes sense to me. You should not be getting God Roll stats standing in the tower, getting rid of your thousands of tokens. That's dumb. So, I'm glad. If that's true, if Blader's recollecting it accurately, and he probably is, because as I said, that fits logically with what Luke Smith said about the season pass. Luke Smith said, stuff from the season pass is going to be okay, but better, better stats will drop in the world. What Blader is saying is logically consistent with that. An NPC is not much different than the season pass. Um, so... Yeah, Bumble17, I think people are still going to level up just from playing. They're making leveling significantly easier for casuals just by playing the freaking game. Like, they don't have to, they're not going to feel like, I can't get any drops. Like, everything's going to be bumping your level. Getting to 900 is just going to happen. That's the point, right? If they can get the lion's share of the player base at or around 900, you're more likely to want to buy Shadowkeep, you're more likely to play the new content, you're more likely to feel a sense of progression, and if you're tethered to the game, then you're more likely to want to dive into Season of Dawn. They want to get people to the high, the low 900s like that, because you're more stuck at that point, you feel more tied to the game. You're, oh, I'm close to the next difficulty spectrum. Do you see what that's going to do? If you're stuck down in high 700s, low 800s, you don't have that sense of belonging in the game. They don't want that. They want you to feel like you are a part of everything that's going on, and I think that they're going to achieve it. Leroy. So on day one, would it be efficient? What would be the efficient way to level up this time around the new sandbox? Do something that, do, do, do a new, do a powerful, and then go run Menagerie and buy it and get everything else. Honestly. You should get one big drop. And then you go Menagerie and you gap fill everything. And then maybe spend a long time in Menagerie. Because honestly, you're going to be inching up, inching up, inching up. You're going to, you're not going to run out of runes because you're not going for specific. You really are only going to put one rune in. You're going to put a rune in for a helmet. You're going to put a rune in for a pair of boots. And I think if the thing is fully leveled up, you get it back most of the time anyway, don't you? You'll be able to spend, I mean, I, I honestly think, I think Menagerie is going to be an insanely popular activity once people realize what they can do with it. And I think that's why they increased the rewards of the Menagerie with the community challenge. I think they were trying to bleed us of our runes. And a lot of us didn't fall for it. <laughs> we, we we still have tons of runes. Skok to Rock. Do you think them changing the nameplate to display class instead of level seems a little unnecessary? Displaying subclass element makes more sense to me. Well, I, I like your suggestion. Maybe we'll get there. I, I don't want to be nitpicky. Like, they changed it and it's a minor thing. Like, I don't... I don't... I mean, it would be nice to see that. Yeah, why not? We could make that request. I could see that as a quality of life update. Yeah. Yeah. The Jace. Do you think that you'll be able to purchase Bright Dust purchasable things from Tess in the directory? Or will we have to go to the tower to purchase them? No, they said the Eververse is available from the director, and you can start buying stuff with Bright Dust after two weeks. 
So the first two weeks, I think they're, they're going to try and capitalize on people being excited. And if you really, really want something, you got to use silver. After two weeks, you can use bright dust. And it sounds like getting bright dust is going to be pretty easy with repeatable bounties. Kraz, sorry for the third question of the day and off topic, but I'm always a little confused for you. Is the ideal setup kinetic slot, secondary ammo energy slot, primary ammo, or swapped? What the frick is this puzzle that you're giving me? Is the ideal setup kinetic slot, secondary ammo, energy slot, primary ammo, or swapped? What the frick is this, Kraz? What are you doing to my brain? I don't even know what you're trying to say, dude. I have to skip your question. Parasito, with the delta changes and the artifact being considered, do you think the contest modifier won't be negative 15? Could the end encounter be 950? No idea. No idea. They, they Luke said 920 for the final encounter. So, uh, Artrum Veer. Artrum Veer says, Hey, Lono, do you think we could ever get old school iron sights on a scout? Might use more close quarters. Yeah, I don't know. They got to fix scouts before you start doing stuff like this. Great talk today. Ending my day at work. Hope you and the fam have a great weekend. Thank you, Telefonista. KJ the Knight. As it relates to Armor 2.0, do you think the elements being attached to certain mods will be a benefit or a problem? We went round and round on this when it first became enumerated, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think people are really overstating it. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a problem. I think that people are already making it like, oh, it's a big problem, it's a big issue. Uh, And I don't think that it is. So, I think he means special ammo on a primary weapon and primary ammo on an energy slot. Yeah, but like, I'll tell you right now what I think would be best. Primaries in the primary, and secondaries in the secondary, and heavies in the heavy. That's it, you're done. You know, I think he was trying to ask if you want time to change, if you want them to change guns from kinetic energy to primary secondary. Yes, I do. Primary, secondary, and heavy, I believe is a superior system. I believe elemental primaries should come back. I don't think elemental primaries cause problems with balance because all they do is pop shields. I also think elemental primaries would blow the doors open and let them create far better, more interesting perks. Primary, secondary, and heavy is better. You will never convince me otherwise. I like running two primaries. I like running two energies. Fine, you can still do that in my system if they allow you to pivot what you could call a... a variable weapon or something there could be some weapons that they deem okay to be variable and you could slot it somewhere else you could run too if you like running double primary if you like running double secondary fine there could be some weapons that allow you to do that in my system but primary secondary and heavy is just way more sensible it's a whole lot easier to understand everybody gets so confused in the system are you talking about a primary or an energy primary secondary ammo kinetic ammo what ammo like it's the whole system is confusing it's a primary in the secondary slot but it uses primary ammo even though it's an energy weapon like it's just it's, it's all convoluted but you can run two shotguns lono uh cover two with 29 months thank you rones should we be stockpiling medallions right now? No, because they're gonna get ret- they're gonna get uh, deprec- deprecated into just something you break down for dust. Daltor, will they just rename fireteam medallions or fizzled fireteam medallions be different anyway? It's literally gonna change. You know how stuff changes and you can't use it anymore, and you can just consume it for the the dust. That's all that's gonna happen. Chuck Dollarhide, 
Have you seen everything that's coming? What's your excitement level? I, I'm very excited. Fenderhead. Are the armor mods unlocked like the weapon mods? No. Weapon mods are, if they're in your inventory, you get them. Armor mods, you have to do specific things, I think, to unlock them. Or or farm for them. They haven't said. Ojo. Is rifled better buried than full, better than full choke? Since the nerf on full choke? I don't know. Leroy. Do you still need to farm resistant mods, or are we, still, are we getting those day one? You won't be able to use resistant mods. You will not be able to use any armor mods you have now. You will not be able to use in Armor 2.0. Armor 2.0, you're going to get 12 basic mods, and when you want to grind for the more specific or better mods, that's going to be something separate. Menacing Mommy. Hey, Lono, seeing that the new ritual weapons will be curated rolls, do you think that that means they'll have random rolls of the weapon drop? I've already answered this multiple times today. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they. he makes it clear that instead of a unique perk... You're just going to have a curated role. So I think in their mind, they're seeing a one-to-one transition. Instead of it being a unique perk, it's just going to be a curated role. I don't think that translates then logically to it being in the loot pool randomly. Do you understand? Like I think in their mind, they're equal. The only major difference is, is it's not going to have a unique perk. That's the change. I don't think the change is also that it'll drop random rolls. And I think that's good because that enables them to really craft the weapon. It'll still be close to... it'll. I still think they're going to feel really good because they're essentially crafting a weapon that can only have one roll. And the reason they do that is if it could suddenly roll, roll with accurized rounds or something, it would, it would mess up balance. Does that make sense? Wishwash. Is it just me or is anyone else worried that the lack of impact on damage perks for weapons, it will... Uh, it will that way some of the OMG moment when you get a god roll. I understand it opens the for other perk options, but I'm worried that moment might be missing going forward. No, it wasn't missing in D1, and we didn't have really god tier god perks. So no, I don't think so. You're still gonna love a god roll, even if it's even if some of the goalposts have been moved. You're thinking about it the same way. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be a curated roll, no randoms. Uh, Arcanist. Since they said non-powerful rewards drop within 0-3 to three power of your equipped powerful, will non-powerful drops give gear with the pinnacle range if your average gear's power is 955? No, it will not. Okay, so this does say that all non-powerful rewards can drop, uh, you know, 0-3, th- to three, but then right here, right here it says... Uh, all non-powerful and pinnacle rewards are capped at 950. Okay? They're all capped at 950. So the non-powerfuls can't drop beyond 950 even if the artifact takes you of it. Right? This is the highest possible power with gear drops, which is 960. So pinnacle, I think there's a I think there's a mistake here. I think there's a typo. I think this is supposed to say all non-powerful or powerful rewards are capped at 950 because in the very next sentence they say pinnacle rewards are the only way to raise power above this point. I don't think that first bullet point is right. I think that's supposed to say all non-powerful powerful because the only way to get past 950 is pinnacle and in the first sentence it says pinnacle rewards are capped at 950. That's contra- That's contradictory. Um, oh, they mean non-powerful, non-pinnacle. Oh, non-powerful, non-pinnacle. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a little that's confusing. Okay, non-powerful, non-pinnacle, and then powerful and pinnacle rewards can take you up to 960. Okay, so because of that, I don't think 
you're going your 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 non-powerful drops that are dropping within zero to three of your level, they literally cannot go past 950. Uh, Banes. I noticed the bad Juju's string of curses perk was not addressed. Do you think this may be a damage buff that they'll be untouched? I don't think they're messing with damage perks on on exotics. They made that point about the Huckleberry. Zesty Norse God. Is there any sense in saving Eververse bounties? Save them. I mean, if they give XP, save them. It'll help you get closer to the artifact or level the artifact. They're not getting reset. David Dentist. Now the bounties go away. Only three types. Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit. Uh, What should we do to prepare for next week? Spider bounties. Save and do spider bounties. The, the, The wanted ones. Those are not getting reset. Arbitron. What do you think everyone should be doing before launch? Same as last question, just answered it. The Lemillion. If I pre-order the 35 version of Shadowkeep, will I get rewards on the light blue track or just the dark gray track? Sorry, I haven't looked into the battle pass much. Anytime you own a season, you get the season pass. So when you buy Shadowkeep, you own Season of the Undying. You just get the battle pass thrown in. If you spend $10 and you buy Season of Dawn in the winter... The battle pass is included in that. The battle pass is not a separate purchase. There is no way for you to go in and do a microtransaction for the battle pass. It's not a possible purchase. You buy the season, and that's just part of the season. It's thrown in. You can't, like, itemize it and cherry pick it and just buy the battle pass. It's not possible. So when you buy Shadowkeep, that comes with Season of the Undying, and Season of the Undying comes with the season pass. Leroy. Should the next step for Bungie to be our subclasses, maybe new elements and stats? No, I think weapons are the focus. Next, weapons. Weapons, weapons, weapons. Ruku, if you had the choice, would you rather have our current weapon system plus all elemental primaries or D1 weapon system when 99% of elemental primaries were exotics? You're, you're, what? No, neither. I want D1 weapon system with elemental primaries because if you suddenly threw arc on my warden's law or solar on my awestringer, it doesn't cause any problems. It just allows me to pop shields and have all three elements. So if you do rainbow burn or prism, I'm equipped to engage with that in a unique way. So I want D1's weapon system with true elemental primaries. Uh, R. Tyler Lynn. Could you see a pick 10 style working in Destiny? Weapons have a loadout cost. I'm... No. I outlined this a long time ago and thought it would be a good idea. This was before we got Forsaken. You gotta go way back in my content for this one. I thought when they showed us somebody running three shotguns and, you know, three this or three that, three snipers, I thought they were gonna do this. I don't think it would work. I think it's very difficult and somewhat subjective to apply value to a gun. Um, yeah. Uh, sin, uh, sin, Sinister Bishop. Elemental primaries were a problem in the beginning because the only ones you could get were raid weapons. That's true. If every gun had a randomly assigned element, that problem would disappear. I agree. With that being said, do you think it would be would really make much of a difference gameplay-wise? Yes. As I said a couple of times today, 
it would allow them to come up with maybe more unique modifiers it would allow us to have more unique diversity in our builds to land on different shields and it would blow the door open on unique perks instead of perks always focusing on damage it could focus on elemental effects chain lightning suppression fields blinding lights uh damage over time napalm on the ground um i don't know all kind of stuff i mean imagine a machine gun or imagine an auto rifle that can put solar on the ground you just you like shoot the ground in front of you and the thralls are like running it over over it and getting burned you know that sounds like an exotic if it's minor damage not really you know maybe i just created an exotic i don't know but but stuff like that i think elemental primaries could really open the door for more creative perks Yonkinator, to help out swords, what do you think about a ranged attack? Like maybe throw the sword and it slices through, boomerangs back to you, hold aim and hit the melee button instead of the trigger. I really like what you're trying to do, but I just really feel like a sword and the way swords have traditionally worked in, in, in Destiny, they wake, they make perfect sense. They make perfect logical sense as an energy weapon. It's a gut buster. It's a shield popper. It's a major buster. It's not a heavy weapon. Bosses are the size of like school buses in buildings and I'm running up like, hi! Shink! Feet! Feet! Like, I don't think so. I just think they make more sense as a as an energy. Being able to throw it doesn't fix what I'm talking about. It's cool. It's cool. But it doesn't really fix it. Nor does it really explain like why the sword comes back. There's a certain there's a certain realism to the universe of destiny so like why am i just throwing a sword and i'm like like i'm god of war all of a sudden you know steven are they removing the current perks from pinnacles they have the most no they're not doing anything to current pinnacles taylor how do you feel about armor designs d2 versus d1 if you like d1 armor designs better can you please be a little more vocal about it in your videos or tweets I would like to see better looking armor designs with better graphics. The only armor in D1 that looks better than D2 is the Age of Triumph armor with the ornaments. Nothing in D1 looks as cool as D2. We've made significant comparisons. Less intricate, far more plain, didn't take shaders nearly as cool, less textures, uh, less dynamics. There's so many more pieces and parts to a single armor piece in Destiny 2. This is a nostalgic, rose-colored debate. Every time this comes up, it's a waste of time. I'm never going to convince people that have this love, rose-colored memory of D1 armor. I'm never going to convince you that D2 armor is more intricate and better looking. I won't. It's a waste of time. The tr- Some of the Trials gear was amazing, but if you really, really compare the Trials gear from D1 to D2, the D1 stuff really starts to be seen for far... It's far more plain and simplistic less intricate, less pieces, less textures. Um, so, it's just a pointless argument. I'm not going to change your affi- uh, your affinity. Being that we've had three subclasses for years now, do you think we get another element introduced in the game? No, I don't think so. Griot. Recently saw gameplay of the new Shadowkeep Strike, and I love the difficulty it had. Do you think all the content should be designed to mirror the difficulty of that strike? I'm not going to watch it or talk about it. It's a spoiler. Big Lovin. Do you believe that stepping away from pinnacle weapons is a good thing? Yep, I have a whole video on it. I called for this. Cover 2. Are the Hush and Wendigo quests going away if we don't complete them by Monday? Nope, they're sticking around. They'll still be earnable. Nighthawks. 
what are your thoughts on the year one element mods I kind of enjoyed being able to change weapon elements I did too and maybe we could go back to that since they've standardized tractor cannon uh, buddy in KC should tokens be removed from the game don't really have a strong opinion on tokens dot Q so it seems like pinnacle rewards are only for non matchmaking events raids nightmares etc unless iron banner counts apparently it does don't you think at least one matchmaking event should allow you to earn pinnacle rewards yeah a monthly iron banner is apparently going to let you do that can we stock up bounties everything except for grant uh vanguard crucible and, and and drifter justice should i keep breakneck and wendigo at the tower till shadow keep i don't think it matters press prestignation prestigate prestigation uh, are they increasing hard level or just light level? There's multiple power levels of difficulty now. Uh, like Nightfalls and Nightmare Hunts are going to have Adept Hero, Legend, and Master. So there's mul- there's multiple difficulty spectrums now. Caretaker, pardon if you answered this. Will the artifact increasing power along with Legendary Nightfall modifiers? Is there a high chance we see increased difficulty in raids coming with challenges? No idea. They're doing a normal difficulty. Deej indicated there's only one difficulty for the raid and there's a challenge like a month like a month in um organic hatch will I be able to equip my dead orbit ornaments on 2.0 armor please say yes no armor can only have ornaments applied to it if it is an ornamental set which is everything from the eververse the one set from the season pass you cannot just reach into any armor ever earned and apply it as an ornament. The reason they're doing that is I think they want to keep those loot pools and potential activities as potentially viable. Doing something with Leviathan Raid, doing something with Escalation Protocol, doing something with Faction Rally. If it's re-earnable, it can drop as 2.0, and then you can so you can re-earn that armor if you want it to look that way. Unfortunately, you can't do that with Trials and Faction Rally, but they can save that in their pocket. It would completely invalidate all those previous activities if suddenly I could just use armor from any of those activities. Leviathan, Escalation Protocol, Factions, etc. So, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth it. Um, I asked you this before, says Marine, uh, but now it seems I need to dismantle my weapons that I have one mod in, and they're my only year one of a kind. Then try to get another one. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I... If you only have one rampage mod or something and it's stuck not a rampage rampage spec mod and it's stuck in a gun i mean i try and get another one i i you are gonna have to dismantle it or like i said try and get another one flame do you think they'll ever let us use the artifact to lower our light level essentially give it the five of swords ability except game wide there's going to be a way to lower our light level, I think, and here's why I think that. If you go up to where it talks about the power levels, okay, um, widen the sweet spot where fighting higher level combatants provides fun, challenging, and rewarding combat experience for a more enjoyable power climb. Also, allow players looking for even greater challenges to confront much higher level enemies. So, when enemies are 100 power levels above, they're immune to damage. So, if you feel like really challenging yourself and going into content that's 90 levels above you, there's got to be a way to lower our power level somehow. And I don't know if it's going to be just like unequipping armor, I guess, unequipping gear. I would think there's going to be a way for us to apply some sort of light level lowering debuff like we did with the card. Um, maybe not, maybe I'm reading too deep into this, but this seems to indicate that they want to give you the opportunity to have an even greater challenge if you want by, even if you disable the artifact, you can, you're assuming 950, 960, 
and again you gotta dis- you gotta like take your armor and guns off to lower your power level it's a little bit easier if you can just go turn the dial down on some modifier card or something so that was uh, like 118 questions so I'm gonna cut it there we're gonna keep talking and keep hanging out I'm not shutting the stream down if you're here live remember to click the follow button that's a free and easy way to support me if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe